Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Set up an account at iTrustCapital.com today, and you'll even get a $100 Bitcoin funding reward. Go to iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Bitcoin funding rewards subject to terms and conditions. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Inc. does not provide legal investment or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. We're going to be learning the second piece in Hilchos Shabbos and Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim Halevi. This is the first of four pieces which will deal with Hilchos Erevin. And the Rab Chaim is going to explore some of the major conceptual issues of Erevin, the measurements, the notion of a doorway, uh, whether you need walls or whether the space needs to be enclosed, and whether you need a full wall or just something that separates. So these are some of the conceptual ideas that he's going to discuss. This piece, which we're going to look at, is a fairly long and convoluted piece so much so that on Otsar Chachma, the online database of Sfarim, there's an anonymously published Kuntras, a 20-page pamphlet or so, uh, all devoted to this piece. Uh, it's called uh, Rabbeinu Chaim Alevi on the Sugi of Kaveris, which means a barrel, and we'll see that in a moment. So, uh, so you see there's a lot to discuss on this piece. Our goal is to try to understand each step of this piece, what Reb Chaim's doing, and what the key conceptual points in his analysis are. Reb Chaim begins with the Rambam in Perak Yudalad Halacha Aleph. Uh, the Rambam is going through the different Rishuyos on Shabbos. There are four. And uh, the Rambam is describing a Rishus Hayachid, a private domain. And uh, he says, A Rishus Hayachid's measurements are that it has to be surrounded by a fence which is 10 Tfachim high. And inside there has to be at least 4 by 4 space. So Reb Chaim reads this Rambam very carefully and he notes that the 4 by 4 width has to be independent of the fence surrounding the Rishus HaRabim. So if the fence is uh, 1 inch, uh, you would need 4 by 4 in addition to that 1 inch. Now, where did the Rambam get this? How did he know that the fence does not count as part of the 4x4? Four four? So, uh, Rab Chaim quotes the Gemara on Shabbos Tavches, Amar Abaye Zara Kaveris L'Rishus HaRabim Gavoa Yud Ve'ena Rechava Shisha Chayev Rechava Shisha Pater Abaye says if somebody threw a barrel into the Rishus HaRabim from a Rishus HaYachid, so that should be a problem. But if the barrel is 10 Tfachim high and it's 6 Tfachim wide, so then you are Pater. If it's less than six, you would be chayiv for removing from the Rishus HaYachid to the Rishus HaRabim. But if it's six Tfachim wide, then it would be Pater. Now, why do you need it to be six and not four? So that's a machlokus between Rashi and Rabbeinu Hanano. Rashi understands that it has to be six and not four because since we're talking about a circular object, in order to have a, the amount of space, which would be four by four in a circular object, you would need to have a width of five and three-fifths. So really, Abaya meant to say that anything which is five and three-fifths or more, you would be putter on, because that would be considered a Rishus HaYachid. But Abaya wasn't so exact in his language, he just rounded up, because this is an Isr of carrying on Shabbos. So Abaya figured you might as well just 
err on the side of caution and until you're sure that it's at least five and three-fifths, meaning it's a little bit bigger, then don't throw it. Uh, but if somebody would throw a barrel and it would be a width of five and three-fifths or more, then uh, you should not bring a carbon in this situation because you haven't violated Shabbos. So according to Rashi, the exact math is a little bit off in this Gemara, but the basic point is that so long as the barrel has the equivalent width of four by four in a circular object, you'd be putter for throwing it on Shabbos. And that includes the outside uh, wall of the barrel too. So the wall is included in the space of the object for Roshus Hayachid. So that would be unlike the Rambam. Now, Tosos there quotes that Rabbeinu Hananel said that the reason why you need six Tfachim is because the walls of the barrel are each one-fifth of a Tefach. And therefore, in order to have the full space in the middle of four by four, which would be, again, five and three-fifths in a circular object, therefore you need at least six because the walls of the barrel do not count in terms of the space in the middle. And that's what the riff says, and Rabbi Chaim points out that that's exactly the Rambam's shita. So essentially, Rabbi Nochanano, the riff, and the Rambam all agree that the walls outside do not contribute to the inside space. The space inside has to be four by four, independent of the outside walls. And Rashi and Tosos disagree, and they hold that the walls would contribute to the inside space. Now, Tosos asks on this shita of Rabbi Nochanano and the Rambam, from a Gemara in Erevin Daf Ein Ches. The Gemara over there is talking about a pit, and the Gemara says that you can combine the wall of the pit with the inside of the pit to create the space of 4 by 4 And the reason for that is because you're able to put a board on top of the pit on both sides of it, and it would go over the pit. So therefore, you can use the sides of the pit together, and they contribute towards the space of the pit. So Tosos proves from here that unlike Rabbeinu Hananel, who says that you cannot use the wall of the Rosh Hashayachid as part of the inside space of the Rosh Hashayachid to get to 4 by 4 you see from this Gemara that you are able to use the wall of the pit in order to contribute to the inside space. So this would be a question on Rabbeinu Hananel and the Rambam. So Reb Chaim has two approaches to answer this. Uh, the first approach is that he distinguishes between a Rishus HaYachid, which is four by four without the wall. So that is inherently in and of itself a Rishus HaYachid. It has the right dimensions. If it's 10 high and four by four wide, so therefore it's considered a Rishus HaYachid. But if it's only four by four together with the walls on the side, so in that situation, it does not have enough dimension to become a Rishus HaYachid, but the airspace is going to be considered part of a Rishus HaYachid because the, the principle in Halacha is good asik mechitza. So we view the walls as if they go all the way up. So this area which has 10 high and 4 by 4 wide including the walls, creates airspace which goes all the way up and that airspace has the full dimensions of a Rishus HaYachid. So even though it's not a Rishus HaYachid in and of itself because it's a little too small, but the airspace is going to be that of a Rishus HaYachid because when the object's walls go up in the air in a halachic way, it becomes a Rishus HaYachid. So based on this, says Rab Chaim, there's a distinction between the case of Kaveras and a regular case of Rishos HaYachid. Even Rabbeinu Hananel and the Rif, 
who hold that the walls are not part of the space of the Rishos HaYachid would agree that in a normal area of Rishos HaYachid, the walls are considered part of the space, not because they're actually part of the space, but because of Gurasig Mechitzasa. The airspace is all part of a Rishos HaYachid. But when we talk about a Kaveres, we're not dealing with whether the airspace is part of a Rishos HaYachid. We're talking about whether the Kaveres, the barrel itself, is considered a Rishus Hayachid. Because when you throw it into the Rishus HaRabim, so your putter, either because Rashi says that there's no such thing as throwing a Rishus, you can throw an object, but you cannot throw a Rishus. So if this object is in and of itself a Rishus Hayachid, and you throw it into the Rishus HaRabim, you can't be Chayiv on that, because you threw a full Rishus. Um, and according to Tosvos, it's a little different. It's because when you throw the barrel into the Rishus HaRabim and the barrel is itself a Rishus HaYachid, wherever it lands, it landed in Rishus HaYachid. It, it cannot land in Rishus HaRabim. But either way, the leniency here is only based on the fact that Kaveras is viewed as in and of itself a Rishus HaYachid. So that's why it would have to be four by four without the walls around it. If the walls around it are contributing to it, so then according to Rabbeinu Hananel and the Rif, we do not view this as a full Rishus HaRabim in and of itself, and you would be Chayev for throwing it. If it's large enough, that it itself is a Rishus HaYachid, so then you would be putter for throwing it. But this is all different than a normal case where you put something on a Rishus HaYachid. In that case, it's not only important whether the object itself is a Rishus HaYachid, but what the din of the airspace is. And airspace, we can include the walls, even according to Rabbi Hananel and the Rif. And this would also answer our Shittas Rambam. The Rambam holds that since we're dealing with what creates Rishus HaYachid in this fenced-in area, so there it has to be the full space in the middle, the 4 by 4 We're not talking about the airspace now. We're talking about if you put an object in this area, whether you're Chayiv, so it's more similar to the barrel where it has to inherently have the measurements of a Rishos HaYachid. But uh, the Rambam would also agree that if we're dealing with airspace, so then we're able to add the walls too. So this would uh, answer for all of these Rishonim, Tosis's question, why when it comes to a pit, we do add the airspace. And uh, additionally, says Rab Chaim, he could answer a question of the Rashba. The Gemara says that if you have a pit, which is 10 by 8, and you throw into this pit a mat which is four tfachim. So now you split the pit into only four tfachim. So the Gemara says you're putter because when that mat lands in the pit, it cuts it in half and there's no longer a space of four by four uh, because now there's half of it is gone. Says the Rajba, if we're going to count the walls of the pit, so even though you split it in the half, but you should still count the wall, and it should still have enough sufficient space to make it a Rishus HaYachid, and you should be Chayiv. So Reb Chaim answers that according to his reading, we're never saying that the inside of the pit is a Rishus HaYachid. Of course, there's not sufficient space in there. We're only saying that the airspace would be a Rishus HaYachid. But this mat, which goes right into the pit itself, so that would certainly cut down the area. We would not count the walls down there on the bottom of the pit as part of the space of the Rishos HaYachid. So 
this distinction between the airspace versus the object itself or the space of the surface of the object itself um, also would enter that question. And Rab Chaim quotes that the Evan HaOzer in Simen Shin Mem Hei, this is one of the very few mentions of Achronim in Chidush Rabbein Chaim HaLevi, and I believe the only mention of Evan HaOzer. Uh, the Evan HaOzer quotes that Tosus in Erevin says explicitly that in the case of a pit, it's only on top in the airspace that we consider it Roshus HaYochid, not on the bottom. And based on that, he explains why the Rambam holds that you need four by four independent of the around it. So this is uh, exactly like Reb Chaim's first approach. Now, Reb Chaim asks a question, though. There is a halacha that the holes of a Rishus HaYachid are treated like a Rishus HaYachid. So if so, says Reb Chaim, this kaveres even though it's not itself a Rishus HaYachid, because it doesn't have enough dimensions without the walls of the barrel, but inside of it is Chorei Rishus HaYachid. Once we say that the airspace of it would be a Rishus HaYachid, so then any holes in it should become a Rishus HaYachid, and when you throw the Kaveras, you should still be putter, even if it does not have four by four without the walls because since it has four by four with the walls, it's and so that should be putter also. So why do the Rach and the Rif say that if you throw it and it doesn't have four by four without the walls, you're Chayet? So Reb Chaim points out that this is only a question according to Tosfos, not Rashi in the Machlok as we mentioned before. Rashi who holds that the leniency here is because when you throw a Rishus HaRabim, you're not Chayev, you're only Chayev on objects, not Rishuyos. So Rashi would say the same thing over here. Even though there is a din of Chore Rishus HaYochid, Ki Rishus HaYochid, so the Kaveres is treated as if it's a Rishus HaYochid, but in fact it's not a separate Rishus, and the whole Heter is only if you throw a Rishus. So it's not going to help you Chore Rishus HaYochid, Ki Rishus HaYochid for this Halacha. But according to Tosos, that the heter is because wherever it lands, it's in Rosh Hashayachid. So says Rav Chaim, now we have this problem because when you throw it and the holes are treated like Rosh Hashayachid, wherever it lands, it should be as if it landed in a Rosh Hashayachid. So again, Rav Chaim says that we could answer that Tosvos holds that the din of Chore Rosh Hashayachid only applies when it has a width of four, Tfachin. But if it's less than that, it's not considered Chore Rosh Hashayachid. And so that's why this barrel is not considered Chore Rishus HaYachid. But uh, says Rab Chaim that only it works for Tosus' Shita, but many Rishonim hold that Chore Rishus HaYachid do not need any Shior, any amount would be considered Rishus HaYachid. So according to that, how do we read the Rach and the Rif's insistence that the barrel has to be 4 by 4 without the walls when we should just say, even with the walls, at least it's Chore Rishus HaYachid and you should be Pater. So Reb Chaim sets out to answer this question by asking almost the exact opposite question, which is that since the walls of the barrel are never going to be part of the Rishus HaYachid, the Rishus HaYachid, even if it's a much larger space, only includes the stuff in the middle, but the walls is not going to be part of the Rishus HaYachid. So anytime you throw the barrel, you should be Chayiv, because even if the barrel itself is a Rishus HaYachid, but the walls are not. The walls 
themselves are just an object like any other which has now been thrown into Rishos HaRabim. So you should be chayiv on that. And the Rab Chaim brings a proof. The Gemara talks about a very small house where the only Rishos HaYachid is on top, on the roof, but the inside is not treated like a Rishos HaYachid. So you see very clearly that just because the outside area is considered Rishos HaYachid does not mean that inside of it is automatically considered Rishos HaYachid. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. So over here, it should be the same thing. Even though inside of the barrel is considered Roshos HaYachid, if it has enough space, but the walls of the barrel itself are certainly not part of the Roshos HaYachid. They're just objects which were now thrown into the Roshos HaRabim. So how can you ever be putter on throwing a barrel in, even if it's a large barrel, because you should always be chayiv on throwing the walls? So again, says Rab Chaim, that this is going to depend on Rashi and Tosvos. Rashi who holds that the p'tur is because you threw a rishus, not a kli. So you're going to have the same p'tur in a case of a barrel, even though the wall of the barrel is not a rishus hayachid. But by throwing the barrel, you've thrown a rishus. And there is no chiv on throwing a rishus. So that leniency would apply even though there were also walls in this object. Uh, but according to Tosvos and the Rif, and he says that this is the Shittus Rambam also, that the leniency over here is because wherever it lands, it's considered a Rishus HaYachid, but the location where the walls land is not a Rishus HaYachid, and that lands in the Rishus HaRabim, and it's as if you threw an object. So we're left with the question, why are you putter when you throw a barrel when the walls are just a regular object which was thrown? So Reb Chaim answers this question based on a Gemara and Aftzari test, which discusses a fence which is 10 Tfachim high, but it's not 4 Tfachim wide on the top. And it surrounds an area which this fence transforms from a Carmelis into a Rishus HaYachid. So the fence is turning this area into a Rishus HaYachid, but the fence itself does not have the measurements that it itself is a Rishus HaYachid. So if somebody throws from the Rishus HaRabim and the object lands on top of the fence, not in the enclosed space, what is the Halacha? So the Gemara quotes from Ula that if this fence is able to turn the enclosed area into a Rishus HaYachid then Kalvachomer it itself has a din of a Rishus HaYachid 
a fence cannot be less than the area it is transforming. So if it transforms others into a Rishos HaYachid, then certainly it itself is considered a Rishos HaYachid. Now, Reb Chaim Kedarko explains this Gemara in more Lamdisha terms, that even though there is no measurement, so the place of the fence is not a Rishos HaYachid, but that's what Reb Chaim calls a problem in the Makom. But it's still a Machitza. Even though it doesn't have the measurements, it is a Machitza on a Rishos HaYachid, and therefore, because of that, it gets dragged along and it has the same halachas of a Rishus HaYachid. If so, says Rab Chaim, the same would apply to our barrel, even though the outside wall is not included in the space which creates the barrel into Rishus HaYachid, but it is a wall of a Rishus HaYachid, and because it creates a Rishus HaYachid, so it has the same din of a Rishus HaYachid. So that would explain why when you throw the barrel, the walls are not you, you're totally putter, because the walls of a Rishus HaYachid follow the Rishus HaYachid itself. So even if these walls don't have the right measurement, but since they are the walls of a barrel which transforms into a Rishus HaYachid, it does have the full measurement, so therefore the walls are also considered walls of a Rishus HaRabim, which means that they follow the rules of a Rishus HaRabim, and if they're thrown, we view them as landing in a Rishus HaYachid together with the whole rest of the Kaveras. So this answers the question on Tosvos, why aren't you Chayev for having thrown the walls? But now says Rab Chaim that this whole explanation bolsters his initial idea. Because this is why you need the Kaveras to be 4x4 four four wide, independent of the width of the walls. That's what makes these walls into walls of Ereshus HaYachid. But if the Kaveras is not large enough, only with the walls it's 4x4, four four. so then these are not walls which create a Rishus HaYachid, it's only the airspace which is a Rishus HaYachid, because of the din of Gud Asik Mechitza, so that we view this airspace as going all the way up. So the walls do create a Rishus HaYachid in the airspace, but they're not creating a Rishus HaYachid down below in the actual barrel. And therefore, when you throw the barrel and the walls land there, they are Chayiv as an independent object. So this whole analysis of Tosvos, that these walls of the barrel are only putter because they're walls which create a Rishus HaYachid is again proof for this idea that the barrel itself needs to be a Rishus HaYachid, not just that the airspace is a Rishus HaYachid, which would then mean that the walls on the bottom are not walls which create a Rishus HaYachid. And if they don't create a Rishus HaYachid, then we have no Kalva Chomer that since they make something else a Rishus HaYachid, they should be a Rishus HaYachid. But instead we would view the walls as being a separate object and you would be chayiv wherever they landed. So this is why we need to say in the case of Kaveris that it's four by four in the middle independent of any space of the walls. And finally, says Rab Chaim, this also answers the question that we began this section with that why don't we say the holes of HaYachid are like HaYachid so the barrel should be putter even if it doesn't have the full amount of space because since the airspace is a HaYachid so the bottom of it should also be considered the holes of HaYachid says Rab Chaim the answer now becomes clear we're not concerned here with the airspace in the barrel that of course is HaYachid and that follows the airspace if the 
airspace is a Rishus Hayachid, so then the bottom air is also considered a Rishus Hayachid. But we are dealing with the walls. That's a closed object. It's not airspace. So the walls don't follow the airspace, and that's what you would be Chayiv on. The only way to make you putter on throwing the walls of the barrel is only if they're considered walls of a Rishus Hayachid. But you cannot apply the Halacha of Chore Rishus Hayachid to walls which are solid pieces. So that's why that halacha is not going to help you over here, even though it does transform all of the airspace in the bottom of the barrel into a rishus hayachid. But we're still stuck with the solid objects on the side of the barrel, which are a problem. So that's why the Rabbeinu Hananel and the Rif say that when you're throwing the barrel, it has to be a four by four in the middle, independent of the walls, and therefore the walls make a rishus hayachid, and therefore a Kalvachomer says that they have to be treated like a Rishus Hayachid too. So wherever this lands, it's all considered to have landed even the walls into Rishus Hayachid. So this uh, accounts for the Rifts Shita that you need four by four in the middle without the walls. Uh, it explains why we can't use Chori Rishus Hayachid to resolve this problem. And it also explains why the walls are not a problem. So very brilliant analysis which deals with these three issues together. Now the one loose end here is that Tosvos disagrees with the riff. He holds that the walls of the barrel can be included in the 4x4 space, but he is the shita that holds that the tour is because wherever it lands, it lands in a Rishos HaYochid. So on Tosvos, we should have the problem, what about the walls of the barrel? So Reb Chaim says that the Tosvos must disagree with some part of the analysis before. Either he holds that walls of a Rishos HaYochid can still be considered Rishos HaYochid, even if they are part of what creates the Rishos HaYachid. So even if the walls are included in the measurement of the 4x4, we still say the same Kalvachomer, that the walls are considered like the Rishos HaYachid. So wherever these walls of the barrel land, it's considered as if it's on space of the Rishos HaYachid. Or he says another option is that you could say Tosos disagrees with the point before that if the walls are not considered part of the Rishos HaYachid, then where they land would be a problem. Tosos holds no once you have a barrel which is part of the Rishus HaYachid and it's going to land in the Rishus HaRabim, that whole area is considered Rishus HaYachid, even the walls. So this is how Reb Chaim explains in the first approach that there is a difference between something which is being thrown and especially according to the Shitas HaTosvos that the tour is that wherever this barrel lands, we view it as having landed in Rishus HaYachid property. So uh, according to that, says Reb Chaim, you need a 4x4 four four in the middle in order to take care of the walls and make them putter. But now we have a problem, and this is going to lead to Rav Chaim's second approach, which is an entirely different way of reading this whole halacha. The problem is that if we follow the first approach to its logical conclusion, so if you have a fence which is ten tefachim high and it goes around a space which is four by four, including the measurement of the fence, and you throw an object into that area from the Rishus HaRabim, so according to the first approach, everyone should agree that that is high. 
because since the airspace is a Rishus HaYachid, and everyone agrees to that, even the Rif who holds that the 4 by 4 of a barrel needs to be independent of the walls, that's only because the barrel's being thrown, but in a case where it's stationary, everyone holds that the airspace is considered Rishus HaYachid. So the Chore Rishus HaYachid, Ki Rishus HaYachid, the holes of Rishus HaYachid are the same as the Rishus HaYachid means that the whole space, even on the bottom, should be considered Rishus HaYachid. That was the whole distinction in the first approach, that it's only solid objects like the wall, which is considered Rishus HaRabim, but the inside space is always Rishus HaYachid. So we should consider this Rishus HaYachid. But the Rambam we began with is referring to exactly that case, and he still says that you need four by four in such a case independent of the walls. So you see that the Rambam had a different reading of this, even though the first approach works in the Rif and Rabbeinu Hananel, but it does not help for the special case of the Rambam where we're dealing with a stationary area. It's not being thrown. And still the Rambam holds that it needs four by four independent of the walls. So you see that there must be a different approach to explain the Rambam. So Rabbi Chaim suggests a second approach, and he begins by asking a stira between the Bavli and the Yerushalmi. The Bavli, which we saw before, Tosos quoted, holds that if you have a bore, which is only four by four in the bottom of it, from the wall space on the sides, that counts. And the reason for that, says the Bavli, is because you could put a board on top of the sides of the pit and use it. So because the sides of the pit contribute to the usage of the pit area, therefore we view them all together. That's the Yerushalmi's rationale for why the walls of a pit are included in the space area of the pit. But Reb Chaim asks that the Yerushalmi says a different explanation, that the reason the walls of the pit are included in the space of the pit is because there is more wall than there is space in the pit. So because there's more wall, we view this as all being connected. That's uh, the rule of walls and openings that once there's more wall space, then it's viewed as having a continuity with the openings. So in order to answer this contradiction, Reb Chaim says a very important point when it comes to the space of 4x4, which is needed for Rishus HaYachid. He says there's two reasons why you need 4x4 to make something a Rishus HaYachid. One is because you need the usage of that amount of space. Less than that is considered unusable. And the second reason you need 4x4 is because that is the rule of what creates a Rishus HaYachid. The amount of space of a Rishus HaYachid is 4x4. Four four. And I'll read his language. This that a Rishus HaYachid needs four Tfachim uh, is for two reasons. One is you require usage, and without that amount you can't use it. And in addition, even without the reason of the usage, it's essential to a Rishus HaYachid that it needs to have 
space, ground. Now, based on this, says Rabbi Chaim, we could explain the contradiction in the Bavli and the Yerushalmi. There is no contradiction. Both of these explanations are needed in order to establish the halacha that the wall of a pit can contribute to the space of a pit. The Bavli's reason that you're able to use the walls of the pit to put a board on top of them contributes to the notion of usage. How are you able to use this pit if it has less than four by four? So if you can use the walls together with the space of the pit, it makes it all usable space, and now you have four by four of usable space. But you still have a second requirement. It's not just about usage. You need to have a halachic four by four area in order to make this erushosayachid. That's why the Yushalmi adds a second reason, which is just complementing the first, which is that since the walls of this pit are more than the open space, so we view continuity here and we're able to consider all of this ground as being part of the Rishus HaYachid. But Reb Chaim adds that the, that Yerushalmi's explanation won't suffice because that doesn't create usage. Just the fact that we view this as continuity between all this space does not impact the usage of it because usage has to be for real and he proves this from Igmar and Erevin on Ein Ches which is talking about putting a peg in a pillar and the Igmar there says that even if the peg is less than three Tfachim so it's considered part of this domain but if you can't use it so then it's not considered usable space so you see that when we talk about the four by four of a Rosh Hashayachid being usable it has to really be usable it can't just be a halachic notion that this is a 4x4, four four, but it has to be something that you could use. And also the Gemara and Erevin dealing with the pit itself. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Asks that how can you use it? And the Gemara answers, well, you could put a board on there. So you see that this really has to be fully usable. So just because the Yushalmi is able to show that we would consider this halachically as a 4 by 4 area does not mean that it's usable. For that, we need the Bavli's reason. And the Bavli's reason that it's usable does not take care of the problem that we need a space of 4 by 4 So each of these reasons is needed for a different element. The Bavli addresses is the problem that you need 4x4 four four of usable space, and Yushalmi addresses that you need actual 4x4 four four of ground in order to have a Roshus HaYachit. So there is no contradiction between the two Gemaras. Now, of course, with Rab Chaim, there's always a follow-up question, and he follows up to this approach with a question from the Gemara in Erevin. We just referred to it a moment ago. Uh, about a peg which was put into a pillar. The next piece in Chidusha Rabbeinu Chaim Alevi is going to be devoted to discussing this Gemara and how the Rambam reads it. But right now he just references this Gemara in the usual way that it's read according to most of the Rishonim, not the Rambam. And that is that the Gemara is discussing a pillar which has a surface area on top of 4x4 and you put pegs into it. So you lessen the surface area. 
so that it's no longer four by four, and therefore it's not a Rishus HaYachid. The Gemara there, though, says that if you can use the pegs, if the whole thing's filled with pegs and they're usable, so then it would become a Rishus HaYachid, because now it's back to being usable. Rab Chaim asks, though, that he just said that just usage enough is not sufficient. It needs to also have a surface area of 4x4. Four four. And if you have pegs on here, then you don't have the surface area. So how can the Gemara say that just being able to use the 4x4 four four area is sufficient? That would go against the Yushalmi and the reading that Reb Chaim just offered, that in addition to usage, you also need airspace of 4x4. Four four. So why is a pillar different that you only need it to be usable, but you don't need it to have a surface area of 4x4? Four so Reb Chaim suggests that there's a key difference between a pillar and the rest of the cases we're discussing. You don't need the 4x4 four four surface area to be in one continuous location. It can be combined from a few different areas which are touching. So in the case of the pillar, we can use the sides of the pillar together with the surface area on top of the pillar to create the 4x4. Four four. So there is no problem when it comes to a peg in a pillar that you're lacking the 4x4 four four surface area. You have more than enough surface area because you can just combine the sides and the top together. The only problem that the Gemara raised was if you put a peg in there, then you don't have usable space. You don't have a 4x4 four four usage. So for that, the Gemara answered that if you can use on top of the pillar, then it works. But there is no lack of surface area to get to the 4x4 four four in a pillar. But, says Rab Chaim, the only time you can combine these two different surfaces that might not be continuous is if they're both Rishos HaYachid areas. But if one of them is a Rishos HaRabim, you can't combine that with the Rishos HaYachid area. So when it comes to the case of the pit, inside of the pit is not 4x4 four four alone, and therefore the walls of the pit are not walls of a Rishos HaYachid. So those walls are part of the rest of the area that they're adjacent to, and they are Rishos HaRabim areas. So you cannot combine automatically the walls of the pit with the surface of the pit itself because since the area of the pit is less than 4x4 four four right now without including the wall space, it's not a Rishos HaYachid. So it does not make these walls walls of a Rishos HaYachid. So instead the walls are part of the Rishos HaRabim and therefore they cannot combine with the surface area on the bottom of the pit to create a Rishos HaYachid. So that's why the Rishalmi has to propose its creative idea that since the sides of the pit are bigger than the open space of the pit, so we're able to create continuity as we do with mechitza walls, and therefore there is continuity over here and a surface area of 4x4. Four four. But this is why the Yushalmi needs a reason for bore, and we can't just combine it the way we do with a pillar, because a pillar is all Rishos HaYachid. But the bore, together with the sides of the pit, so long as the inside of the pit itself is not 4x4, four four, and it's not an independent Rishos HaYachid, it cannot be combined with the walls of the pit to create a Rishos HaYachid, because the walls of the pit are Rishos HaRabim at that point. Only because we are able to create continuity here, because the dimensions of the wall, the solid part, is more than the open space, therefore we have a surface of 4x4. Four four. But the, the pillar does not have this problem, even on the sides of the pillar, it's not 
Rishus HaRabim, even though it is adjacent to the Rishus HaRabim, because of Gudasig Mechitzah. So we view the Mechitzahs as going all the way up, so all of that airspace is considered as part of the Rishus HaYachid. So uh, even the sides are Rishus HaYachid, and we can put them together with the surface area on top to create 4 by 4 So this accounts for the distinction between the case of the pit and the case of the pillar. The pillar, the sides, are considered Rishus HaYachid, and therefore we're able to combine them with the surface area on top to create 4 by 4 but in the case of the pit, so long as the inside is not Rishus HaYachid, the sides are not Rishus HaYachid either, and they can't combine. That's why the Yushalmi has to give a separate explanation to try to combine them. Now, having come this far and established in order to explain why a pillar is different from a pit, that in order to combine surface areas, they need to all be in a Rishus HaYachid, so Reb Chaim further refines his original idea. His original distinction had been between two different reasons why you need a 4x4 area for Rishus HaYachid, either because you need usage or because that's the surface area which is required. Now, says Rav Chaim, we can combine both of these into one formulation. You only need 4x4 in order to create that amount of usage, but the 4x4 has to be a space of 4x4. You cannot have usage of 4x4 if part of the space is outside of the Rishos HaYachid. So Rav Chaim's streamlining the explanation why you need 4x4 area for Rishos HaYachid. It's all because of usage, but the place which is a 4x4 four four of usage must be in the Rishus HaYachid. And uh, here's his language. He says, The din that you need a usable space of 4x4 four four is the essence of the din of Rishus HaYachid. And that has a din of the shiur that it must be a space of 4x4 four four, which is said by Rishus HaYachid. So there is a measurement of Rishus HaYachid. That's the essential din of Rishus HaYachid that it has to be 4x4. Four and that halacha means that it has to be usable space, but it must all be in the Rishos HaYachid. And according to this formulation of it, says Rab Chaim, the Yerushalmi also makes sense. Why we need a second reason to complement the Bavlis. Because even though the Bavli explained that it's usable space, you could put a board on top of this pit and it will become usable, but we still have the problem that the space is not all in the Rishos HaYachid and the shiur of 4x4 four four must be in the Rishos HaYachid. And that's why the Yerushalmi says that if the walls are larger than the space in the middle, we view this as continuous area of Rishus HaYachid, and it is 4x4 four four within the Rishus HaYachid. So this is a, a less dramatic distinction between the Yushalmi's reason and the Bavli's. It's not that the Yushalmi is giving a whole separate thing, that you need a surface area of 4x4, four four, but the Yushalmi is saying that the usable space must be in the area of the Rishus HaYachid, and that's accomplished by saying that the larger area of the walls is considered continuous with the open space of the board. Such so that all of this usable space is considered in the Rishus HaYach.
And Reb Chaim proves this from the Gemara in Erevin that we referenced before with a peg in a pillar. Uh, one of the shitas over there is Rav Adabar Ava, who says that the peg has to be at least three tfachim high in order to disrupt the four by four surface area. Otherwise, if it's lower than three tfachim, we consider it as just being part of the surface area. But Reb Chaim points out that even if the peg is less than three tfachim, still the surface area is no longer four by four of usable space. The amount of usable space has been diminished, even if the shear of four by four has not been diminished. So uh, it must be that according to Rab Adabar Ahava, it's enough so long as you have a four by four of location of area, so then that's considered a Rishus HaYachid, even if it's not all usable. The Gemara then concludes that this peg must be usable because you can put things on it. Says Rab Chaim, but that still doesn't change the basic idea that Rav Adabar Ava pointed out, which is that it has to be a shear of 4x4. Four four. The Gemara is just adding now that it also has to be usable, and this peg is usable, but still the only th- reason why this is a Rishus HaYachid is predicated upon the fact that it's 4x4 four four of space. So it has to be a location, a shear of 4x4 four four within the Rishus HaYachid. That's what he proves from that Gemara, like this idea that the usable space cannot be anywhere. It all has to be located in the Rishus HaYachid. So this is why the pillar is different than the case of the boar, where inside is not sufficient to be a Rishus HaYachid. You have to count the walls. But since the walls right now are not part of a Rishus HaYachid, and the inside is not a Rishus HaYachid, so you can't combine areas, some of which are not in the Rishos HaYachid, to create the shear of the four. So even on this approach, it could explain why the Yushalmi feels the need to say that you can create a continuous space because you don't have that shear of four by four within the space on the bottom of the pit. And Rab Chaim just adds in one aside in parentheses. He asks, maybe when the Gemara asks that the peg is limiting the surface area on the pillar, it's referring to the fact that the airspace is now no longer completely open and you don't have four by four of airspace. In which case, if that's the explanation, there would be no proof to what he's saying that you need a shear in the surface area because this is discussing uh, something different, the airspace. But Rabbi Chaim says that can't be the explanation because then the Gemara's answer that you can hang things on the peg uh, doesn't take care of anything. You still have the issue that the airspace is being limited. So Rabbi Chaim says that the question must be that how can you use the surface area of this 4x4? And the answer is because you can hang things on the peg. But to either way, it proves his central point that you must have a surface area of 4x4, which is in the Rishus HaYachid, and in addition to that, it must be usable space. Now, having discussed at length this whole issue of the two different reasons in the Bavli and the Yushalmi for why a side of the pit combines with the inside space for Rishus HaYachid, Reb Chaim brings it back, and this is the final step to answer the Shita Saramba. Uh, the Gemara in Shabbos Daf Tzaditesh, which we've already discussed about if you have a fence which surrounds an area and the fence itself does not have the dimensions of a Rishus HaYachid, but the inside is a Rishus HaYachid, and someone throws something and it lands on top of the fence. So is it considered as if it landed in the Rishus HaYachid or not? So that Gemara quotes Rabbi Yochanan as either being uncertain about this or as agreeing with the uh, position that we said before that since this fence creates a Rishus HaYachid inside of it, so Kal the fence has to be treated as a Rishus HaYachid. Either way, says Reb Chaim, 
Rabbi Yochanan is the one who held that the side of the pit combines with the inside of the pit because you can put a board on top of it and it all becomes usable space. So why don't we apply the exact same logic to this case of the fence? Because you could put a board on it and use the entire area, so we should view it as usable space, and the whole thing should be considered a Rishusayachid, same as the pit. Why is there a difference that the pit is considered, according to Rabbi Yochanan, a Rishusayachid with its walls, whereas in the case of the fence, he does not apply that same logic? Says Rabbi Chaim, this is proof positive to the whole idea he's been elaborating, that the Bavli's reason also relies on the Yerushalmi, even though the Bavli leaves it unspoken, but the Bavli agrees with the Yerushalmi's limitation that the only time you can include the sides of the pit in the Rishus HaYachid measurement is if they are larger, it's Omed Meruba on the open space of the bore. The sides of the bore have more enclosed space than the open space of the bore. And since the Bavli agrees that that's a necessary prerequisite in order to count the sides of the bore as part of the measurement of the Rosh Hashayachid of the bore, so in the case of the fence, where the fence is much smaller than the inside area that it surrounds, so you cannot include the measurement of the fence in the 4x4 area of the Rosh Hashayach. Even if you could put a board on the fence and use the whole area, but that alone is not sufficient, you need in addition to that, that the enclosed space of the sides should be more than the open space in the middle, and that you don't have in the case of a fence. So this shows you that the difference between a pit and a fence is that on the sides of the pit, in many cases, the sides are larger than the open space in the middle, uh, but in the case of a fence, it's not. And so all this supports Rab Chaim's theory that the only way you can count the sides together with the middle is only if the sides are larger space than the middle. And finally now, to return to the Rambam's Shita, now says Rab Chaim, this makes sense. The Rambam holds that in all cases you have to have a middle area which is four by four without the area of the fence around it, without the walls, in order to create a and this flows out exactly from this analysis of the Gemara. The Gemara is saying that in the case of the fence, you cannot include the fence area as part of the Rosh because it's different than a pit. In a pit is the one exception where you're able to use the side areas and count them as part of the middle area because it has this greater enclosed area. But in a normal case where you have a fence surrounding an area, the fence does not count as part of the Rishus HaYachid, even though it's usable space because it's lacking that criteria that it be more enclosed space on the outside than there is on the inside, and therefore you need 4x4 with out using the wall. So this explains the Shittas Rambam in that regard. And also says Rab Chaim coming back to Rabbeinu Hananel in the Rif in the case of the Kaveras. So this explains that Shita too. You have to have four by four in this barrel in the middle without the walls because they hold like the Rambam. And any Rishus Hayachid which includes the walls is not going to be a Rishus Hayachid, not in the middle, not on top of it. In no way is it going to be a Rishus Hayachid because you, it's not like a case of bore. Uh, uh, 
case of a barrel is more similar to a fenced-in area, and in those cases, you always need four by four independent of the walls. So uh, this second approach would disagree with the first approach. The first approach held that even if you don't count the walls in the Rishus HaYachid, but at least on top of it, the airspace becomes Rishus HaYachid, this approach now says that no, there is no Rishus HaYachid whatsoever, not in the middle, not on top. In no way is it a Rishus HaYachid. The one exception is a case of a bore, uh, but in the case of a barrel or a case of a fenced-in area, you have to have four by four independent of the walls. Now, Reb Chaim ends with one postscript, which really brings this whole piece together. Uh, the Gemara in Shabbos on Dafkuf Aleph discusses the case of Bitsiyasa de Meishan, which refers to small boats that came from the city of Meishan someplace. And the Gemara over there says that because they're so small, they don't have the dimensions of a Rishus HaYachid, so you cannot carry all over them, even though they certainly have walls. It's a boat, so there are machitzas, but inside there is not the proper width of 4x4. Four four. And the Gemara says that that's only if there is no 4x4 four four within the bottom three tefachim. Even if there is 4x4 four four as the boat gets bigger, the boat slopes outward. So there may be 4x4 four four in the upper parts of the boat, but on the bottom three tefachim, there's no 4x4, four four, and therefore it's not considered a rishus hayachid. But if there is 4x4 four four on the bottom, or if you fill in the bottom with reeds and other objects, so then we would consider the whole boat a rishus hayachid. Then the Gemara quotes that Rav Nachman asked on this halacha, why don't we say gudaches mechitzasa, that we view the walls as going all the way down. So even if there are no four tefachim in the bottom of the boat, but we should view the walls of the boat halachically as extending all the way down to the bottom, to the ground on the bottom. And uh, therefore, we should see it as having four by four area and being a Rishus HaYachid. And this is Rashi's explanation of the Gemara. And he explains the discussion back and forth, that the reason why the upper part of the boat, even though it does have a width of four by four, is not considered a Rishus HaYachid is because the walls are considered mechitzos tluyos. They're just hanging. They're not connected to anything. And that doesn't create a Rishus HaYachid. So on that, Rav Nachman asks, why don't we view the Mechitzas as being rooted in the ground on the bottom, in the earth, and therefore they're not just hanging, they are connected to something. And even though the bottom area is not sufficient to make a Rishus HaYachid, because it's not 4x4, four four, but at least the walls on top where it is 4x4 four four, are going to be connected to the ground, and they're not hanging, and that should be a Rishus HaYachid. That's how Rashi explains the Shaklavitariya. Says Rab Chaim that this Gemara seems to contradict his entire theory. He just said that you need not only four by four of usable space, but you also need a surface area of four by four. And in this Gemara, you don't have any surface area. The bottom earth that Rav Nachman is trying to connect the walls to is not going to be an actual floor, a surface area of the Rishus HaYachid. That's clear. The only benefit to connecting the walls with the ground is that they're no longer hanging. But you still have no surface area in order to create this Rishus HaYachid. Even if you solve the problem of the hanging walls, but still there's a bottom of the boat which does not have 4x4 four four, and there is no surface area. You do have a space in the middle of this boat, which is four by four and now has walls, according to Rav Nachman, which are rooted in the ground, but you don't have surface area and the Gemara seems to say that that's not a problem. So this Gemara seems to imply very clearly, unlike Rav Chaim's theory, that you
you only need four by four of usable space. That's the only condition to create a Rishus HaYachid, but you do not need actual surface area of four by four. Because we're not considering the ground, the earth, to be an actual surface area of the Rishus HaYachid. That can't be because the bottom of the boat separates between the top of the boat and the earth. And this says Rab Chaim, you also can't tell me that the bottom slope of the boat is going to be considered the Rishus HaYachid because since that itself does not have the proper dimensions, how could that form the ground of a Rishus HaYachid? So uh, you, we do conclude from this Gemara, unlike Rab Chaim, that the only thing you need in order to create a Rishus HaYachid is 4 by 4 of usable space, but not surface area. But says Rab Chaim that Tosfos there quotes from Rabbeinu Hananel that he understood the Bitsiyasa de Meshan differently. It's not that the boat is small, the boat is a regular size, but it goes on small waters. These are boats that don't go in the ocean, but they go on very little rivers and canals, small things. And the distinguishing factor of these boats is not that they're small, but that they are built in a lattice way. So they sort of sit a little bit in the water. They're built that way so that they won't turn over and have a problem. So Rabbeinu Hananel reads this whole Gemara differently than Rashi. Rashi talks about a small boat which does not have a dimension of 4 by 4 And Rabbeinu Hananel talks about a large boat, but it goes in very calm, small waters, and it's built lattice. What does the Gemara mean when it says that we should apply good aches mechitzasa, that you view the mechitzas as extending down? Says Rabbeinu Hananel, it means that the lattice all combines together, and we view this boat as having a full bottom area to it. So Rav Nachman's point is that this boat has a surface area of four by four, and it's not just a couple of pieces of lattice going back and forth. So now this is an unbelievable development because Rabbeinu Hananel holds, unlike Rashi, that this Gemara is no proof that you don't need a surface area, but rather this Gemara is talking about a case where you are going to have not only 4x4 four four of usable space, but also 4x4 four four surface area. So says Rab Chaim, now we have a big machlokas Rashi and Rabbeinu Hananel lishi tasam in a number of places. Rashi proved from this Gemara on Kuf Aleph, regarding the small boats, that it cannot be that you need 4 by 4 of surface area. The only thing you can say is that a Rishus HaYachid needs 4 by 4 of usable space. But in this situation of the boat, according to Rav Nachman, you're not going to have surface area and still the Gemara says it's a Rishus HaYachid. Based on that Gemara in Shabbos, says Rashi, the Gemara in Erevin and Daf'ayin Ches with the peg in the pillar, which talks about whether or not the peg is usable space, that Gemara Mara Limaskana is backing off from Rav Adabar Ava's idea that you need a 4x4 surface area. That's Rav Adabar Ava's shear. But Limaskana, the Gemara, rejects that and says, no, you don't need any shear of 4x4 space. You only need 4x4 of usable area. So according to Rashi, that Gemara's maskana now fits with the Gemara in Shabbos, which holds that you do not need a surface area so long as you have 4x4 of usable space. And now Rashi would say that our Gemara disagrees with the Yerushalmi when it comes to the case of the boar. Our Gemara only requires that it be usable, but it does not require that there be any continuity in the area of the pit. It disagrees with the Yerushalmi's idea that you need more enclosed space on the sides than the open space in the middle. And uh, therefore, Rashi concludes with all of this that you do not need 4x4 four four independent of the walls 
because with the walls it's considered usable space and that's the only criteria. So back to our original Gemara with Kaveras in Shabbos Tavches, Rashi holds that even if the barrel is only 4x4 four four in the middle, including the walls of the barrel, that is still sufficient to make it a Rishus Hayachid. On the other hand, Rabbeinu Hananel disagrees with this whole analysis because according to Rabbeinu Hananel, the Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Kuf Aleph, is talking about a case of a lattice boat, and on the bottom you do have a surface area of 4x4. Four four. So Rabbeinu Hananel agrees with Reb Chaim's whole theory that you not only need a 4x4 four four of usable area, but you also need a shear of a 4x4 four four in the Rishus HaYachid. And therefore, according to Rabbeinu Hananel, our Gemara, the Bavli, agrees with the Yerushalmi that you can't just have for the pit the fact that you can put a board over it, but you also need the notion that there's more enclosed space on the sides of it because that creates the 4x4 shior of the Rishus HaYachid and therefore when Rabbeinu Hananel applies this all to the case of the Kaveras, so you have to have 4x4 independent of the walls because the walls on the side can't be included in the shior of 4x4 for the Rishus HaYachid unless they would be like a pit and they would have more enclosed space. So with this whole analysis is very, very brilliantly a machlokis between Rabbeinu Hananel and Rashi, which weaves its way through at least three or four areas in Shas. So this is Rab Chaim's analysis, a very long analysis, and it weaves through many different areas. Um, in its essence, it's a fairly actually simple analysis. The question is, why does this barrel need a 4 by 4 independent of the walls, according to Rabbeinu Hananel and the Rith. And essentially, Rab Chaim has two different approaches. The first approach is that when you throw something, it's different than a stationary Rishus HaYachid. When you throw it, it has to create a Rishus HaYachid and including the entire object, including the walls. And that you can only do if it's a Rishus HaYachid independent of the walls. But in a stationary area where you're putting something on top of it, so then of course, even Rabbeinu Hananel and the Rif would agree that the 4x4 can include the walls around it because the airspace is always going to be a Rishus HaYachid because of Gurasik Mechitzasa. That's approach number one. This does not resolve the Rambam because the Rambam applies this halacha that you need 4x4 independent of the walls, even to a stationary location. So for that, Rab Chaim comes up with a second approach, which is much more fundamental, which is that the Rambam holds that you need not only usable area of 4x4, four four, but you need a surface area within Rishus HaYachid, which is 4x4. Four four. And therefore, that you cannot include walls unless you have certain special exceptions. Uh, general fence is not going to be included in the area of 4x4, four four, not in it, not on top of it. It's not going to be Rishus HaYachid at all. And therefore, you need 4x4 four four independent of the walls. And the Rab Chaim concludes that this essential idea is a wide-ranging machlokas between Rashi versus Rabbeinu Hananel and the Rambam, Rashi does not hold that you need any surface area in Rishus HaYachid. It only needs to be 4x4 four four of usable space. So that's the essence of Rab Chaim. The main conceptual idea over here is whether a 4x4 four four dimension of a Rishus HaYachid is a din only in usable space, or it also has a more fundamental character that it has to be usable space with a shear of 4x4 four four in the Rishus HaYachid. 
And I'll just end with quoting the Mishnah Brura. This is one of the few Reb Chaim's, uh, maybe the only, where the Mishnah Brura discusses this topic also at the very beginning of Hilchos Erevin and Simen Shin Mem Hey in Sifkat and Gimel. So the Mishnah Brura quotes this exact machlokas Rishonim that Reb Chaim's talking about, whether you need four by four in the middle, uh, independent of the walls or including the walls. Uh, he quotes that the Taz reads the Rambam totally different than Rab Chaim and uh, holds that the Rambam agrees with Tosvos that you do not need four by four independent of the walls, but uh, the Mogan Avram, the Bach, and the Meshavura and the Sharatzion disagree with that reading, and uh, they agree with Reb Chaim's reading. And then the Meshavura quotes a third position from the Rashba that if the walls are thick, that they're so usable, so then uh, they would be included in the measurement, but if they're thin, then they would not. Uh, and finally, the Mishaburah quotes from various achronim. He quotes uh, the Avin HaOzer that Rab Chaim quoted, and also the Tosafas Shabbos, the Chemed Moshe, the Prima Gadim, all of whom adopt Rab Chaim's first approach, which differentiated between the airspace for which you would include the walls versus when you're evaluating the inside of this area uh, for which the walls do not count. So a number of achronim go with the first approach. And Reb Kiveger in his uh, Pirsha Mishnayis in Shabbos Perak Yudalaf, the very beginning, also agrees with this. And finally, the uh, Chaye Adam in the Nishmas Adam in uh, the beginning of Klal Mem Zayin discusses the Machlokas, the Magen Avram and the Bach against the Taz as to uh, whether or not the Rambam really disagrees with Tosvos. And uh, the Chayadam also agrees with Reb Chaim and the Magen Avram and the Bach that uh, the Rambam does disagree with Tosvos. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.